Hello and welcome to The Binge 10. This is the great TV to watch for the upcoming week, the week of February 21st. Here's what came out last week, what was good, what wasn't good, and what you could count on watching moving forward here. There was a lot of things that came out and there's a lot of things to watch. Um, let's start out with Three Caminos on Amazon. Um, this is the story of friends walking the Camino. What is the Camino? Well, the Camino is an old religious pilgrimage from various parts of Europe to Santiago, Spain. Uh, this movie is about five people walking the Camino separately that become friends in 2000. Uh, so there's a lot of, in my understanding of the Camino, there's a lot of different points in Europe uh, where you can get to Santiago. Uh, there's a couple more famous, famous ones, especially a few leaving from France. Uh, I'll assume that's the one that they took. So they all were walking separately in 2000 and they became friends. They then get back together to walk the Camino again in 2006 when one of their friends is in some poor health. And then after he dies, they get together and walk it again in 2021. So this is tracking kind of a 21 year old friendship and, uh, the assumption it will it will continue uh, to be a friendship from there on. But those are the three Caminos, 2000, 2006, 2021. Most of the story is in English since, you know, it's kind of an international group. Uh, there's an Italian, Mexican, Korean, Spanish, and German friend in the group. Uh, there are some subtitles usually uh, when they're speaking Spanish. Uh, along the way, there is love gained, love lost, fights, trials, tribulations, kids, spouses, ex-spouses, everything you might guess from a uh, from kind of a friend, kind of buddy story. Um, uh, I, I like this. I thought this was pretty good. Um, it isn't like it's hysterical. It isn't like you're going to cry a lot. It isn't like there's a ton of action, but I, I just think it's a different way of looking at the world and, 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 and a different way of looking at a couple people growing up over, like I said, about 21 years. So I'm recommending Three Caminos. Uh, Capitani uh, on Netflix. Um, I, so now I'm starting to watch European crime dramas from all countries. Uh, in the past, it was always just the UK. Uh, English crime dramas. Then there was Money Heist from Spain, Dark from Germany. I'm watching The Investigation, which is actually out of Luxembourg. And now there's Capitani out of Denmark. Uh, this series follows Detective Capitani, of course, investigating a murder and a missing girl. These girls are twins. Capitani gets frustrated because the small village seems to be collectively lying to him about various things turning what he thought was a simple investigation into six episodes. Uh, he also has a past. He's got a backstory that lingers as a subplot throughout the whole thing. Um, uh, but basically we are trying uh, with the local village police, trying to solve the murder, trying to solve the missing children. There's the military involved. There is mayors and ex-mayors. Uh, but the fact of the matter with all this going on, 
the show doesn't really have enough suspense. There aren't really enough twists. And the twists that we do get aren't, aren't really reasonable, <laughs> like fathers and mothers not recognizing their children, stuff that just wouldn't make a lot of sense. I would say Capitani is just okay right now. Um, I watched Spiral on Amazon this week. This goes in the Wayback Machine. This is a series from 2005 out of the UK. I heard about it actually from Ricky Gervais. Apparently this is his favorite UK crime drama. This is kind of a very subtle tongue-in-cheek crime drama. They're, they are actually solving real crimes, but it's all done in kind of a goofy inside joke kind of way. There are eight seasons. There's no way I'm going to be able to get through all of them. They're all an hour long. Um, I'm going to try to watch the first season and the latest one, which is a uh, a strategy that seems to work with me. I would recommend Spiral. The the um, the the cases are are kind of interesting, and if you pay really really attention, good attention, the jokes are really good, and you'll find yourself laughing quite a bit. Uh, Young Rock premiered this week, so Dwayne Johnson Johnson is of course everywhere, and now we can see how he grew up. This is on NBC on Wednesdays. Young Rock is, has The Rock playing himself, and he's running for president. Why not? Uh, what else hasn't he done? So why not president? Uh, during the show, he's actually being interviewed by Randall Park. You know Randall Park from Fresh Off the Boat. He's also currently on WandaVision right now. He also plays himself, and he's kind of this interviewer on kind of a 60 Minutes type of show. Uh, as as uh, Johnson talks about his childhood, we see the flashback stories in real time. If the rest of the season is like the premiere, the stories bounce between three timelines. Uh, when he's a, a young child hanging out with his dad, who's a real, re real wrestling icon called the Soul Man, and his wrestling buddies, we've got the Iron Sheik, we've got Andre the Giant, they're not really in here, uh, but actors playing them. There's another timeline with his high school years, and then there's another timeline in his college years at the University of Miami. The Rock is totally a family show, and there's some decent laughs and some sappy moral stories. Everything you'd expect from The Rock. I like the premiere, and I'm going to recommend Young Rock. Um, the Watch uh, on BBC America um, I'm watching, I've been watching the season on demand through Xfinity and his very few commercials. This stars Richard Donner. He's from Game of Thrones as Captain Sam Vines uh, of a police force called The Watch uh, that nobody takes seriously in a dimension with uh, dwarfs, vampires, trolls, and witches. He's got a ragtag squad of constables trying to clean up the city. There's an overgrown dwarf, there's a witch, there's a surgeon with magical powers, and there's a werewolf. That's his team. When a dragon starts to burn down the city, the watch is in a race to find the artifacts to control the dragon before the bad guys do and burn down the whole city, which is what the bad guys want to do. The good guys want to keep the city intact. Uh, of course, this show is extremely funny, especially Captain Vines. But the whole thing is filled with jokes action, good old-fashioned fantasy and magic. Um, there's a talking sword. There's Wendell Pierce from The Wire. He plays the Grim Reaper slash Death, uh, who's also very funny. Um, Vimes and Donner 
he talks in, in kind of this Popeye type of manner with his mouth to the side. He's constantly winking and blinking and he walks funny. At one point I thought it was just a big joke, but there's enough mystery and, and fantasy in it that it's, it's really the best of both worlds. Um, I highly, highly recommend the watch. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, Behind Her Eyes, uh, that debuted on Netflix. So we're back to the UK crime drama slash love triangle now. Uh, Behind Her Eyes is about a psychologist who falls for his secretary. But guess what? The psychologist is married uh, to Bono's daughter, nonetheless, Eve Houston. Um, so, uh, I've never seen a show with Bono's daughter. So that was interesting. I'm waiting for her to sing something. Um, the wife is some sort of crazy, uh, that sometimes he looks like he's actually scared of, but look out, you know, the secretary actually becomes friends with the wife. Now, how crazy is that? But then we find out that there's some sort of supernatural component to the whole thing that came out of nowhere. So who's the bad guy? Is it the wife? Is it the husband? To be honest, behind her eyes isn't crazy enough. It's not supernatural enough. It's not sexy enough. It's not evil enough. I'll probably finish it because it's only six episodes, but it's uh, it's hard to recommend this show right now. A little slow moving, a little just too goofy. Um, Keenan premiered this week. Uh, Keenan is the oldest member of Saturday Night Live, and now he finally got his own show. All I'm going to say is the show is terrible. Uh, he should keep his weekend job, stick with Saturday Night Live. I, I don't even know if I will give um, give Keenan another week even. Um, finally, For All Mankind on Apple TV Plus. This premiered on Friday. It stars Joel Kinnaman, who you know from The Killing and RoboCop, Hannah, Altered Carbon, a whole bunch of stuff. We are on season two for on For All Mankind. Season two jumps way ahead, a little more than uh, 10 years to about 1981. They continue the alternate history stuff. So they, they're changing several pieces of history, like Chrysler goes bankrupt instead of being bailed out. The USSR actually wins the Miracle on Ice instead of the US. So we are in the heart of the Cold War, War and there are really two cities on the moon now, of course, one by the US, one by Russia. The premiere is really just getting us reoriented with the characters and their positions in 1981. Gordy's doing a bunch of speaking. Um, the old leader of, of Mission Control is now the leader of all of NASA. Kinnaman is the admiral of astronauts for the space program. NASA is actually a profit center now by selling kind of some of the technology they've invented through the space program. And there's also a military space program outside of NASA. Whichever way you look at it, For All Mankind is pretty good stuff. Uh, and I highly recommend For All Mankind. So what about the series? What's coming out each week that you should watch? So first of all, Your Honor ended last week on Showtime. It was a whirlwind of finale. They tried to tidy everything up, and they did. They finished the story. But I just had a big problem with the decisions the characters were making. It it didn't make a lot of sense to me. The ending of the trial didn't make any sense to me. And though it was necessarily confusing, it was more confusing about why the characters were doing what they were doing. This was a real smart show. It was kind of intense. But the finale, though there was a lot going on, and who was going to get in trouble, and who was going to get caught, 
I, I, I just, I just didn't, it wasn't believable for me. If you've got Showtime, it's not a bad binge, uh, but I had a little bit of problem with the ending. Uh, 30 Coins also ended last week. I like that ending a lot better. Clearly setting itself up for season two. The bad guys had the coins and they don't have the coins. Uh, I wouldn't mind watching a little bit more of 30 Coins. But if you're going to watch 10 things this week, what would you watch? So number 10, Young Rock. Number nine, Losing Alice. Uh, this week's episode was all about shooting a sex scene, so not one of the better episodes. It didn't really move the story forward, so I dropped it to number nine. Number eight, Shameless. Frank now has dementia. Mickey, Mickey and Ian are making money as security guys. Um, uh, Lip wants to sell the house. Lots going on. Uh, this week they're doing a uh, uh, one of those Hall of Shame things with Fiona, which which might be fun. But uh, then again, I just uh, I typically have not been watching those. It doesn't really matter for the the overall season. Number seven for all mankind on Apple TV Plus. Number six, Servant on Apple TV Plus. Everybody's off their rocker now. This week's Leanne's uncle invades the house. He's even crazier than Dorothy. This show's getting better, uh, but I do want it to end. It is like any M Night thing. It's very slow moving. I'd like this to end. I think it will. I think we got a couple weeks to go. Uh, five blacklist. Agent Keen has Raymond and the FBI chasing their tails now, like Reddington used to do to them. He's starting to get the sense he isn't in any control anymore. He's uh, he doesn't like that feeling. I'm very interested in what Keen's plan is. And I really like that she isn't on the show anymore. So I like that she's running it all in the background. I never liked her character on purpose, maybe. Uh, but they're definitely weaving a story where Keen's not really a bad guy. He's really a good guy. Being a bad guy, maybe a better Reddington. Who knows? But I like where it's headed. Number four, Resident Alien. The show makes me laugh very, very hard. This week, the alien cracks a joke, and it makes him really happy. And it's always very funny when he laughs. Mr. Mayor, the show is just getting goofier and goofier. It, it, it's, it's, it's funny front end. Number two, Snowpiercer. I moved it down a little bit. Uh, so it seemed like kind of a bridge episode. Just trying to get between two episodes. Nothing really moved forward. We know the research station is online. That's great to see. Uh, it wasn't the best episode, but still a great show. And number one, WandaVision, moving this up to number one. Wanding is, Wanda is starting to absolutely lose it. Vision is starting to get the hang of it. Captain Rambo has powers. Agnes is an evil witch. This is the finale week. Can't wait. Um, other stuff I'm watching, Call Your Mother, Weakest Link in the Go Big Show, <clears throat> and The Investigation. The binges are also filling up now. Here's what I think you could binge. Um, you know, uh, you can always binge the stuff that just ended, like 30 Coins and The Stand and Your Honor. Here's ones from the regular streaming services. Number 10 is Fate. Number 9 is Coyote on CBS All Access. Number 8 is The Stand. Number 7, Capitani. Like I said, that was just okay. Number 6 is Flack. I like that a lot. Number 5 is Three Caminos. Number four, Bonding on Netflix. Number three, Gamora. Uh, this was one of those where I watched the first season and the last season. Really good stuff. Number two is The Watch. And number one is Firefly Lane, Catherine Heigl. So the binges are starting to come through for us. There's lots more where that came from. New this upcoming week. I still have some movies I got to catch on, like uh, Breaking New in Yuba County. 
Um, I have not caught up the Hip Hop Uncovered yet or the Equalizer. Uh, uh, but Hello Me on Netflix, that came out last Wednesday. It's a Sin on HBO Max. Uh, last Thursday that came out. The Boarding School comes out this week on Amazon. Uh, Bear Town comes out on Monday. That's taking the place of 30 Coins. That's HBO and HBO Max. Superman and Lois on the CW on Tuesday. Ginny and Georgia, Netflix on Wednesday. Snowfall premieres. Devil May Care on the Sci-Fi Network, Saturdays at midnight. I can't believe this, but Punky Brewster is rebooting Thursday on Peacock. Tom and Jerry, the movie comes out this week, HBO Max on Friday. And also another critically acclaimed movie, The United States versus Billy Holiday, comes out on Hulu on Friday. Uh, so I did catch a couple of these movies. I did catch Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar, paid the full $20 for the new Kristen Wiig movie. She wrote and co-starred in this with her bridesmaid buddy, uh, Annie uh, Mamulo. Uh, they play two middle-aged women who take a vacation to Florida and get caught up in a diabolical plan to kill everyone in Vista Del Mar. The assassin is Jamie Doran from Fifty Shades of Grey. He does pretty good at comedy. Wig actually plays a second character movie who is the evil mastermind and Jamie's boss and former lover. So there's a lot of jokes about being middle-aged. These are goofy friends for life. They talk at the same exact time. They talk without taking a breath. They're kind of funny. I think the problem with this show is that it was PG-13. Uh, Bridesmaids was raunchy, hilarious, at times utterly unbelievable, and, and rated R. This is toned down into the PG-13 character, character category. Much, much tamer show, and I think it lost some of its bite. It is an all-out comedy. There's no serious overtones. Uh, there's no, you know, there, there's nothing serious about it whatsoever. The jokes just don't totally carry through. It's a couple hours long. I'd say Barb and Star is just okay. Uh, Judas and the Messiah, that's on HBO Max for free. Uh, story of the Chicago chapter of the Black Panthers and how they were framed and opposed by the FBI. Mostly is about an informant that the FBI places within the group and, uh, and how he betrays them consistently to the FBI, leading to, uh, you know, their ultimate destruction and, and even to some deaths. Uh, the performances are great, especially the main characters, uh, Daniel uh, Kalua, Keith Stanfield, Jesse Plemons, and Dameek Fishback. They're all absolutely fantastic. The story is, is interesting, it's relevant. Um, uh, uh, oh, I forgot about Martin Sheen playing Hoover. Um, uh, the rumors that it's like The Departed is, I, don't, I wouldn't go there. I wouldn't go there. It's not The Departed, it's not the case. Uh, but still, I think Judah and the Messiah is really, really good. No doubt, I think it's already gotten a couple of Golden Globe noms. Uh, it, it'll be an Oscar con you know, consideration for sure. Uh, Nomadland, starring Francis McDormand. Uh, Nomadland is up for a couple Golden Globe Globes, and it's free on Hulu. Uh, American, America and Americans have always been criticized for you know, the way they care about the elderly. It's, it's a constant criticism. 
Uh, Nomadland explores that a bit. They, they specifically explore the plight of, of the elderly who have been displaced, who are out of work and, and, and take to life on the road, part-time jobs, fleeting friendships, how they survive, uh, you know, how difficult it is when their car breaks down, all the little things they have to be careful about uh, with life basically on the road. Uh, though some of these people are living in, you know, medium to nice looking RVs. A lot of these people are just living in vans and cars. Um, I wasn't aware, you know, of, of, of the nomad culture that the movie explores. You can see the issue, though, and how it would and even has to exist. Uh, with McDormand's character, Fern, she's forced into a life when, when a factory in her hometown closes, and she's recently widowed. But she really embraces the life, uh, though she's kind of forced into it. She likes it. She she's interested in it. She's learning how to deal with it. And even when she's got the chance to get out, she doesn't really take it. Um, I don't think this is very Oscar worthy. I'm sure it will show up as an Oscar nomination. I didn't think it was that good, but it is a good movie and I would recommend it. Uh, not necessarily the feel good movie of the year, not the most action packed movie, uh, but pretty darn good stuff. Um, again, lots and lots of stuff coming out now. Definitely, it seems like um, the networks and the streaming services are back to work. Uh, so this is Larry Goldman signing off until next week from The Binge 10.